Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. It is July 13th, 2011, and I'm David Harcourt, joined by Gary Lawn. Ooh, Friday the 13th falls on a Wednesday this week. Oh, shit. We'll talk about that. Donna? <laughs> Donna Swaffer? This is not the podcast you're looking for. Yeah, we can all say hi. You know what? We just <laughs> hi! Hi! Whatever happened to love? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just, that's just you, you too pedestrian. Hello. Too pedestrian. Um, well, what, about, what about you, Greg? Why don't you say hello? Where are, Where are you, you, Greg? Huh? Where are Where you? Where are you? At Tam. Oh, oh, he's at Tam. Tam 9 from Outer Space. Hanging out with the bigwigs. Playing with the boys. How's it going, Greg? Okay, Greg's in Las Vegas. Gambling, seeing no, the shows. No, 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 just kidding. Seeing the shows, I doubt he's gambling. Yeah, yeah. he's not drinking. <laughs> which, which the, whole pur- the whole purpose to go gambling is that you get the free drinks. drinks. I know. <laughs> Jeez, what's the point? So uh, yeah, great. So we'll we'll make do the three of us, you know. Yeah, I think he's actually seeing Penn and Teller right now. <sighs> really? Yeah. Okay, I'm jealous. Jealous. Okay. I've already seen him. So. Uh, I'm 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 rageful. I've gone beyond jealous. I've decided to be. Yeah, raging. but you know what? Soon you're going to be downgraded to just mildly annoyed. I know. You know, I maybe know next year. Next year, Tam Ten. Just just because of the alliteration, I think we should go. Yeah. That works for me. <laughs> so um, hello everybody. Hello. Hello. We're Skeptic Wire. <laughs> and uh, Donna, tell us about Google Science. Google Science. Google Science. Hold on, i got to bring this up. <laughs> Google had a science, science contest. Fair. Yes, they had a science contest, and a teenager from Texas won. Congratulations Yay. to Shree Boz of Fort Worth, Texas. She's won a $50,000 scholarship, a trip to the Galapagos, uh, for doing a project on drug resistance and ovarian cancer. Congratulations, Shree Bond. Congratulations. Congratulations. See, Texas, we can do science. Yeah. Right. We're all <laughs> not and I interviewed her this morning, on NPR, this morning on NPR. She sounds like a real real nice girl. I just realized this is the second week in a row we've done a shout-out to Google as well. Yeah. They're doing some pretty cool stuff. I don't know about Google+. Apparently Zuckerberg got out of Google+, Plus because of the... Uh, <laughs> Privacy policies. <laughs> oh, that must be bad. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Two weeks in a row, Google. No, That's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, no, none of us old, own stock in Google. Sorry. No. Now, we're going to do an update, trivial update, on a little trivial story we did. Some, way back when. Way back when. Um, Kate Hudson had a baby... Boy. boy. Oh, you gave it away. Jeez. She had a baby boy. Or was it a girl? The test um, said Now, we did, we did report that she predicted she was going to have a girl. I wouldn't say we reported. I'd say we mocked. Because of a <laughs> pendulum yeah. test. Now, she held a pendulum with a, a piece of her hair, correct? And right. up, straight up and down, down was supposed to be a boy. And Circular was supposed to be a girl. And, uh, it came out to be circular. So she said, I think I'm going to have a girl. Yep. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. The apple had a stem. <laughs> so, um, And not just the umbilical cord either. Psychic fail on Kate Hudson's part, but we still like her. I'm not going to. It was all in fun, I'm sure. Probably. Donna? I just want to give a special shout out to Sergeant Scott Moore. 
Here is a man who is proudly serving his country in Afghanistan, went out on a limb, posted a YouTube video saying, hey, Mila Kunis, go with me to the Marine Corps birthday ball in Greenville, South Carolina. Be really cool. And she has said yes. Right so on. congratulations to Sergeant Moore. Yeah, I heard she likes birthday parties. That's all I have to say about Hey, awkward silence. Everyone take a shot. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about this. Um, so no, just I don't a know nice story just to report. Very nice. Very nice. Good good for him. Yep, right on. <laughs> especially especially being out in the desert and he gets to go to all with a beautiful woman. Okay, what? Go. Very good. Yes. He's now really some... into lesbian sex. So you know uh, yeah, um, she is a lesbian, correct? Well, no, she's she, just she's into an it actress. on... actress. Oh, okay. I it's thought she was acting. a lesbian. Okay. Right. No, that was acting in the movie. Oh, that's right. That's who she is from Dark Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan. Yeah. Dark Swan. Okay. Dark Swan. She was pretty creepy in that movie. Dance! Dance! <laughs> that was creepy. Now some bad news. Uh, Gary, tell us about the Webb Space Telescope. The Webb... Yeah, the James Webb Space Telescope is on the cutting block from Congress. It's like 75% finished, and they're deciding to waste all that money and defund the project, which I think is a foolish move because the Hubble is... Well, first of all, we got we have no way to get to the Hubble now because uh, the, the space shuttle now yeah, is at its yeah. furthest reach to get out there, and so yeah. we don't have a vehicle to do that. So if this... If the Hubble goes out, we've got no eye in the sky. Yeah, this is an optical telescope, right? Very much like the Hubble. Larger, larger, can see much further. It's like a six and a half meter uh, mirror reflector. Something like it's huge. It's big. It's much bigger than the. And and just remember when the Hubble. I mean, the Hubble was amazing. Yeah. The pictures from the Hubble was amazing, and this is going to be so much more amazing. Um, I don't know what it's going to see. You can probably see planets well, and it stuff. Has, it has better resolution. It has uh, more more wavelengths it can look at. Um, it's it's a very robust telescope. So um, due to the budgetary problems, this is one of the things that are being proposed. I will call them in the alleged budgetary problems. To be cut. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're going to cut it's it. Not, you know, it's not a for sure thing, but this is one of the proposals. And they've already spent billions of dollars on this. Yep. It reminds me they of that. They only had like another billion to go. Yeah, remember when we had that super collider here in Texas? Oh, that yeah. They put billions is, of dollars yeah, in. Yeah, they dug the then, whole thing, yeah. and then they said, oh, we, we, Never mind. We're, we don't like science. Science is hard. Let's go shopping. And expensive. Let's go to church. Let's go to you church. Know? Science is hard. God is easy. <laughs> so, well, that's a shame. We need to make sure... Uh, we keep an eye on that because that yeah. would be a real shame. I, I feel worse about that than you know the shuttle landing. So send a send a letter to your senator or a stiffly worded missive. Yes, saying that you would like that you would like to see more pictures and learn more about the universe, and maybe maybe we can take a picture of that Texas-sized asteroid that's hurtling mm, towards, towards us. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> so. I know this isn't, we didn't talk about this one, but really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) This is really quick, because I forgot about this one. We do have a new member of the uh, San Antonio chapter, the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Shout out to the Holistic Chamber Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. And I'm not going to go into it, because I really have very little information, um, because there's no webpage. But this is Steve Powell, 
Uh, Who today doesn't have a web page? He doesn't have a web page. Steve Powell apparently, apparently does not have a web page. He, he calls his business Subtle Energies for Your Transformation. And it, that sounds it, like a porn movie. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like... Uh, uh, never mind, I'm not going to go there. The description <laughs> says, and this is all I've got, Subtle Energy Work with an emphasis on identifying and treating unresolved emotional issues. So subtle, you can't tell it's That's working. Okay. <laughs> now, so since... Wasn't that X-Lax? I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably works out the same way. <laughs> now, since he didn't have a webpage, I did email him for more information. Oh, that's nice of you. Um, but his response, because I asked him, you know, can you give me more information about your services? What kind of energy work do you do? He responded, hi, David. I do many types of energy work. It all depends on the needs of the client. I would be, it would be much easier to explain what I do with a phone call. Please give me yours, and I'll be happy to call you. Um, probably not going to. Mm. We need, we need. You a... call the Jesus hotline and spend. <laughs> I'm talking to them. Call them. See how they're doing. Yeah, you can. You but can I've got to give him my phone number in order to. He's going to call me. Uh, you know what? This is what you do. You go You go to an apartment complex near you. <laughs> All apartment complexes, as far as I know, have like a pay phone. <laughs> go and use the pay Or at least my old co- apartment complex. Did. So today, call me at 3 o'clock at this number. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, who, who... Make it sound like a ransom note. <laughs> how about if I just email him back and say, Why'd you, how'd you like to come on our show and talk about what you did? Well, obviously, he doesn't have email either. No, he has email. I emailed him. I, I understand that, but he is obviously channeling his subtle energies into the ether and sent you an email, and it's very tiring. You have no what? idea how tiring it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Well, no. Dave, in other news, what can you tell us about this Scientology thing going on here in Texas? Oh, Yay, yeah. Texas. This is great. This Yay, is something coming, going on right you know, in our back, back door here. Um, we live in San Antonio, and we're about two hours from the coast, and um, down to Corpus Christi. Right near Corpus Christi, there's a little kind of retirement fishing community called Ingleside. It's called New Florida. <laughs> Where the belts it's, and the shoes all match in color. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, it's little, a quaint little town. Most of us have probably heard of it if we've gone to Corpus and gone to um, Port Aransas. It's, it's down there. You know, they've got fishing boats. They've got retirees. They got, <laughs> it's a retirement community. Yeah. And um, this at this place is where Mark Rathburn has decided to settle down. And he was the number two in the Church of Scientology. So he was up there. Um, he says patch? he answered to no one but David Miss. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Miss Misguided. Miss Cavage. Oh, Miss Cavage. Okay. Who's Ms. the chairman Cavage. of the board of Scientology? Yeah. Wow. And he's the one that's all under fire for all the abuse allegations right now. Miss Cavage. He <laughs> says he was the personal counselor for Tom Cruise, Lisa Marie Presley, John Travolta, and Christy Alley. Wow. And he quit that job. He quit that job. He says he saw a lot of abuse. He left the church, and he settled in this little quaint little town near San Antonio on the coast. In now, Texas. In Texas. Near fishing boats and wharfs. Yes. <laughs> and um, little rocks and gulls. 
He's been there for a few years, but recently, within the past year, he started really speaking out against the church. And he's got a webpage, and he's got a, a following of people who have left the church. Okay? So he has his own mini cult. Yes. He's gone from one cult to starting his own cult. Yes. It, apparently so. He, he still considers himself a Scientologist. He's he says he's Scientologist's Scientologist best friend, but he thinks that this Scientology, you know, this... He's yeah, he's Church of the Scientology reformed. It kind of looks like he's trying to start his own kind of Scientology group. So he's group. Scientology's best friend who just stabbed Scientology in the back like it was the ninth grade lunchroom. Did he, did he, did he post 50 missives on the Church of Scientology <laughs> store? He may have. But this is why it got into the news. Now, this was front page on, on our Sunday Express News. There it is, right there. Ta-da! And the... the the, the <laughs> headline is, Coastal Town Now is Awash in Squirrel Busters. Squirrel! Squirrel! Okay. Squirrel Busters is the group that... <laughs> Sounds like my dog. That Scientology says... Please tell me that we're not going to have a repeat of last week. I make no guarantees. <clears throat> Squirrel Busters is a group of men that the Church of Scientology has sent to this town... To follow him around and make his and harass him, live miserable. Okay, so like sound, you know it sounds like such a nice church. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they really time. care. They really care about their people. Sending sending uh, people to harass you so much that you give it. Really, what do they expect? That he's going to give it and go back? He's going to go back, and now they're not going to trust him. So he's not even going to be a big guy on campus anymore. Why? Why would he go back? He's not, they want to, I think they just want him to shut up. They I want him to quit they, talking about him, quit posting on Facebook about how they broke up, sort oh, of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, I hope he doesn't put, you know, in a new relationship. That'll <laughs> really piss him off. There's, there's one confrontation between um, Mark uh, Rathburn and the Squirrel Busters that's on YouTube. They both taped it. Sounds like a bad movie. <laughs> Mark Rathburn and the Squirrel Busters. <laughs> You know what? That would make a really good rockabilly band, though. It would. Come on. Okay, by the way, in case you're wondering why they call them the Squirrel Busters, the church calls a squirrel someone who espouses false doctrines. Okay? <laughs> so the entire church. church. Uh, let's wait till we stop laughing for a moment here. Uh, Sorry. So the, the Squirrel Busters go around with these T-shirts <laughs> with a squirrel... Ah! With Mark Rathburn's head on it. And they follow him around in golf carts. And they, they, they film him while he's eating dinner at the restaurants. They film... Are they, the golf carts like the little Pope Mobile? <laughs> I think they're regular golf carts. But, you know, if you know Ingalls, I've seen these little communities over there in the golf. They're like condos and they've got um, canals behind the condos. So you can bring your boat up to the oh, up cool. to your condo. So these guys sit out there on a boat. On the in the in the uh, canal and just film his house, and they follow him everywhere he goes. And the townspeople are getting pissed off because they're also sending out flyers and stuff. Right. So they've got his face on a flyer and saying that this guy's you know a psycho and dangerous. And they're, they're because when you start pointing fingers, uh, not having been around the community, that just makes you look good. They all like this guy, you know. Right. And he eats at their restaurants, and they bother him at the restaurants. And the, the restaurant owners are saying, "Squirrel Busters, you're not welcome in my restaurant." 
And then uh, they had this one incident where the town said, okay, so the Squirrel Buster said, we're just, we're just filming a documentary. We're not here to bother anybody. We're just filming a documentary. So the town <laughs> council put a, uh, um, introduced a law that you had to have a permit to do a documentary in that town. Okay? Well, I mean, usually there's, there's filming yeah, you have to get a permit to even shoot a film. So, so basically, well, they're doing the, uh, oh, what's that guy with a real thin pencil mustache? Uh, uh, <laughs> does, 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 the B, does the B movies, the gorilla? They're no. using this documentary. <laughs> we're doing a documentary as kind of just an excuse. We'll just cut that. Because they're really ha- harassing the guy. And so the town council put in a law that said you have to have a permit and then told the squirrel busters you have to apply for a permit. They applied. The whole town came out with a petition to deny them the permit. (laughs) And then the squirrel buster said, screw you. We denied, pulled their application and said, we don't need no stinking permit. (laughs) And we will bring all sorts of litigation on your town if you try to stop us. There is a certain amount of First Amendment rights See, that's they're going gonna, on. They're, they're going, they're going up against the retired community. That's that's dangerous. <laughs> and they're, they're brave and fishermen. You know, I mean, we're talking people who have nothing to do <laughs> all day but and read. nothing to lose. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, I'm gonna die anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just wrong. So yes, wrong. you are. As but inter- we love you anyways. As interesting as this is. Um, oh, oh! One person in the town said they're going to form a group called the Ass Busters to go after the Squirrel Busters. Would the that be anti-squirrel? But I did find busters? out yesterday that he is not alone. He has a guest, and it is who the, isn't alone? The the Squirrel Busters, the Mr. guy, Rathburn. Mr. Rathburn. He has. Um, I, as, is it a special guest? Placido. Placido. <laughs> Placido. <laughs> Domingo Jr.'s ex-wife is visiting him. Okay, this is really starting to sound like Days of Our Lives. <laughs> okay, but I'll tell you why this is interesting. What about the Shogun's child? Who's Let me tell you why the Shogun's child. child. It's not just that she's there visiting. Uh, Placido was interviewed by the um, Village Voice, New York. He, his ex-wife is, has been talking with Mark Rathburn and is on his side and is starting to talk up about the Church. The church. So now the church is going after Placido Domingo Jr. Placido Domingo, the tenor's son. son okay. Because his ex-wife is talking shit about yeah. him. Well, yeah. What he's done is told told to him that he can no longer speak to his wife, his ex-wife. What do they call Most that? people would want that. No, they're friends and they have children. And they're saying, okay, for visitation and everything, you have to go through the lawyers. You can't talk to her directly. So the church telling him this. So he said, screw that. No one can tell me who I can talk to. And he's left the church. So the church has posted some of the information that he gave in his audit where he said he had an affair. So now the church is posting on, on their blogs uh-huh. that, about his affair. Well, fortunately, obviously it had to be like somebody not really worthy because otherwise he would have been, yeah, I did that. I tapped that. <laughs> <laughs> If he's embarrassed by it, come on. Well, he's, he's anyway, writing the this, is, this, was, this is during, you know, that all, the audit program 
where you you spill your beans about everything you've done in right, your life. Right, but but we it's know that they, they don't like psychology or psychiatry, Tree. so there is no doctor patient, patient confidential. confidential. Well, I think they do. They at least tell them this is confidential. So they're oh, not but supposed they're to be going. Mean going yeah. <laughs> so he's angry. Um, you know, it bothers me the fact that these people they know this stuff goes on, but when it happens to them, you know, right. First, the, the church told it'll, everybody it'll on his never, Facebook. It'll never happen to me. He thought he was too big time, I guess. He has a, can you imagine? Too. He's like, can you imagine doing this to Tom Cruise? You know? He probably uh, thought yeah. he was a big shot. Tom, like Tom Cruise already gets it from the paparazzi. And, um, and pretty much every legitimate news yeah. organization, as well as every legitimate re- movie reviewer now. <laughs> Wait, have we get, didn't Kate Hudson marry to Tom Cruise? No. <laughs> she was married to the guy from The Black Crows. Oh, really? And they're divorced now, and she's on to some other rocker. Oh, never mind. So we'll the, church made him, the church told <laughs> all his Facebook friends to defriend him. He lost 100 friends in a day. <gasps> oh, my God! You know, and he's, like, all upset. I'm like, come on, you how? know this stuff happens. Okay, how? It's okay if it happens to other people. <laughs> but now, because you think you're a big shot, it's happening to you, what? you're all upset. So all of his friends, that, that implies that all of his friends were Scientologists. I mean, how, how else? How else do you lose yeah, your friends right. on on Facebook? It's, it, because some some they batshit crazy the- organization goes on. You should defriend this guy because he's going against the word of Zenu. Yeah. So big deal. Obviously, <laughs> I'm sorry. he should be happy that they defriend him because they're obviously not friends. Obviously, yeah. they weren't Farmville friends. That's yeah. right. They're not well, true friends. He got his feelings hurt. <laughs> he got his feelings hurt. And they, he still well, loves Scientology. He still respects Ron Hubbard. Says he still agrees with the philosophy. His wife, ex-wife, still agrees with the philosophy. With Rathburn saying, "Oh, they've they've modified the technology, and we need to get it back to what it used to be." And I think they're just blah 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 blah. Okay, so so he's still crazy. Yeah. So, yes. Anyway, it's interesting. It's um, local news. Local news. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but that that's just batshit crazy <laughs> shit. That just pisses me off. Um, so in other local news. In other local news. <laughs> We had an interesting... Are we going to talk about these graph analysis? Graph analysis. This is another thing that caught my eye in the paper, in Sunday's paper. We have a a puff story on handwriting analysis, which is complete bunk. You know, they call it graphoanalysis. Or graphology. This this has been tested. This has been studied. If you take someone, an expert in graphoanalysis, and give them... Well, Something let's, that, well, let's hold on before you go into that. Okay. Graphology or graphoanalysis is a means of analyzing character and personality traits through the handwriting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Through the actual handwriting, and so basically, how you write uh, slant, form, form letters, loops, loops yeah. smiley faces, dots, how close tees. together the letters are, right? Um, Whether you follow to, the thing, right? you know, as as an example, you know. If you loop your O, you're supposed to be secretive. If you double loop it, you're supposed to be deceitful. If you have big loops, you're supposed to be friendly. Things right, like that. Right, right, right. Um, so that's what a graphologist. That's what graphology and a graphologist is a person who studies graphology. And who practices, yeah, graphology. <laughs> and, and and there's a graphology institute so you can get your your um, certification in graphology. You can get your bachelor's in graphology? <laughs> yes, you can. Now, when when... I want one in assassinology. Now, this woman, who the piece is about, her name is Alice uh, Weiser. 
And um, it's, you know, I think a lot of it's just kind of fun. She does a lot of cruise ships and stuff, and, you know, so what? <clears throat> but, but now she is doing a talk in front of a group, a San Antonio chapter of the Women Presidents Association, I believe it is. <clears throat> but what she's doing a, pres a presentation is. on is how to use this graph analysis for hiring decisions. Right, and that's actually a common thing. I think when I went, uh, was hired on at WorldCom, they had me write stuff out. That was 97. And even then, I was like, really? Yeah, <laughs> you got to question the ethics of that. It's okay. a complete pseudoscience. Right. You're going to not hire someone because you don't like the slant of their T's, right? How they cross <laughs> I don't like the T's slant of your T's, Because sir. some woman says, you know, that means he's deceitful, right? So this is, I think this is a real, if, if, if this group of San Antonio professionals is now, and they seem very excited about it. There's an interview with, with someone from the group. Um, very excited about this. They're going to start implementing this in San Antonio. That's a problem. Implementing it. Well, okay. For, in HR, 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 yeah. HR organizations are going to learn how to analyze handwriting and, and screen out people who have certain slants or, or their letters are too close together or this or that. Right. Um, now I did I did contact the organization, let them know this is this is not right. This is a pseudoscience and they shouldn't be doing this. Let's you took you I contacted can. the Women Presidents Association, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. I haven't heard anything back, but um, probably not. Yeah. Now of course there there is an actual handwriting analysis um, a profession, but what they do is they determine whether documents are. Are, are real. authentic. Yes. Authentic. Yes. So they, that's a completely separate thing, although a small well, contingent of them do also do graphology. Right. And I know that in certain jobs they do um, the analysis of how people string together words. Right. Um, it's called scientific interrogation. Right. Where they've analyzed things like um, O.J. Simpson's statement to the police the night his ex-wife and her friend were killed and I know people who strongly believe that in that that in that statement there is a confession so huh well when, when you study this to see if it's if it's real they, they use neutral neutral statements like they'll have someone write if they're testing the right. graph analysis have them write something out of the newspaper just something neutral that they didn't write themselves so they can't use the context and content right. of what the person is and now this woman claims a 90% success rate. And let me tell you how she does let me, let me. She says things like, this writer is friendly, outgoing, and very caring. Which I would, if, if it were me, I would completely disagree with that because I know I'm not. She but most totally people will. She, she sticks to things that almost everybody would agree with. You mean like a psychic, with. like a cold reading. You, you might agree with this whole statement. The writer is friendly, outgoing, and very caring, but will think things through logically before making major decisions. This is the same kind of stuff that psychics Ooh. use, cold readers, basically, where you can almost... Very listen, generic statements. Very generic statements. So, she, of course, she's going to get a 90% success rate right. in this. Or, or um, what was it, in Paranorm Paranormality, which, of course, this isn't uh, a whole bunch of other books as well, but they give two contradictory statements. So you can see, oh, I, I see both of those. You know, Sometimes I'm mad, but I'm actually happy a lot yes, of the time. Yes, yes. And that's kind of what she's doing. Here's one. She's a tad sensitive to criticism. Well, who's not? You know? 
sensitive to others' feelings, occasionally a bit of a warrior. Warrior. <laughs> warrior. Not a warrior. Warrior. Yeah. Who's not occasionally a warrior? Who's not occasionally, uh, you know, a tad sensitive to criticism? So, you know, this is just... No, I'm very sensitive. Right, so you, she would, right I would have said that that's, that's wrong, because I'm horribly sensitive to criticism. It makes me cry. <laughs> that's why I'm a good skeptic. Anyway. Because so, I, I cry and make people change change what they say to me. Should not be making <laughs> hiring decisions. Jury, they make jury decisions based on this. Stop just, killing zombies. Come on. I'm not killing zombies. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about Michelle Bachman. Michelle! Well, it's not... It's, our, our, the prom okay, queen of Wingnutia High. This is... um. She signed a marriage vow. Her and Rick Santorum. Don't uh, Google Santorum. Don't Google Santorum. <clears throat> uh, by the family leader. Um, they put out a statement of marriage vows that they wanted all of Congress people and presidential candidates to sign. It's a fairly horrible little document. But one thing I should point out, that family is all capitals except for the I in family. Uh, it's fam, lowercase i, and then lie. There is no capital I in family. There is no capital I in family. And that's because of uh, their conviction that there, there is no I in a group. You must be subservient to God and to the church, and to the congregation. So, and to the ones with penises. That, exactly. Exactly. So I guess it's good that Michelle Lachman signed it, except, of course, she probably shouldn't have for that reason. Sure. So they put out a declaration of dependence upon marriage and family. And the first bullet point they had stated, uh, quote, Slavery had a disastrous impact on African-American families, yet sadly a child born into slavery in 1860 was more likely to be raised by his mother and father in a two-parent household than was an African-American baby born after the election of the USA's first African-American president. <laughs> now, this is not part of the, the vows itself, but this is a statement that what they believe. Now, first of all, um, slaves born into slavery, there, were, there weren't two-parent households. They're, they didn't live in a nice little picket fence behind their owner's house. They lived in barrack-type conditions, and the fathers were generally taken away, and the family unit was destroyed. So first of all, you're being lied to. This ugh, makes me so mad that these these groups that claim to be family in you know of God and all these can't tell the truth. Bearing false witness against history, against everybody. So, anyway, I'll move on from there. Um, well, the other thing about that is slipping in Barack Obama in there. Oh, yeah. As if the family unit has been falling apart only in the last That's... two to three years, which is uh, obviously wrong. Anyway, so... The, the vows. Now, we get to the vows. Michelle Bachman now claims that she didn't have a copy that had that bullet point on there. Uh, Rick Santorum doesn't claim that. However, Rick Santorum agrees that he was rather taken aback by the first vow. Mm -hmm. And the first vow states, to personal, personal fidelity, fidelity to, to my, my spouse. <laughs> take it back. Which I think you already say when you take your marriage vows. Generally, if you if you get in, married in the church, that's like, you know, to love and to hold and be truthful and faithful and all that. Um, that's it, the one he had a problem with? No, no, no. He said he was taken aback by it. Because that's the thing. Um, 
Next, the second one is respect for marital bonds of others. Okay. Well, we already know that he has no respect for that one. Right. Talk to the citizens of Iowa and New York right now. <laughs> yeah. So you've got you've got two that generally stating are they're okay vows, you know, you know, respect and personal fidelity. Okay, that's great. That's good for a marriage. Yeah, it's pretty good for society as well. Uh, official fidelity to the U.S. Constitution, supporting the elevation of none but faithful constitutionalists as judges or justices. Vigorous opposition to any redefinition yeah. of the institution of marriage. Uh, uh -huh. Faithful monogamy between man and woman, one man and one woman, one through statutory, bureaucratic, or court-imposed, <laughs> court-imposed, you know what, I'm channeling Greg, short, court-imposed <laughs> court court imposed recognition of intimate unions, which are bigamous, polygamous, polyandrous, same-sex, I know, damn it, Greg, <laughs> um, and then there was, where's the one for, oh, um, yeah. The, the statistical the, evidence? No, no, the, the anti-pornography. Oh. And the anti... Uh, human protection of woman and the innocent fruit of conjugal intimacy, our next generation of American children, from human trafficking, sexual slavery, seduction into promiscuity, and all forms of pornography and prostitution, infanticide, abortion, and other types of coercion or stolen innocence. Now, that one Whoa. in particular, first of all, it kind of demeans women because it says only women should require protection as if they are the only ones who are coerced or forced into pornography or prostitution, which is not true. But it's only women, and the women need protection, so the women are weak. Um, where do you go, Michelle? Standing up for Well, for and then we had to have the, the, the rejection of Sharia. Oh, that's, that's at the end, yes. It says, rejection of Sharia Islam and all other anti-woman, anti-human rights forms of totalitarian control. Followed by the typical, we need a small government. Right. But but I want to go back up because it says, support, uh, support for the enactment of safeguards for all married and unmarried U.S. military and National Guard personnel, especially our combat troops, from inappropriate same-gender or opposite-gender sexual harassment, adultery, or intrusively intimate commingling among attracteds, which are restrooms, showers, barracks, tents, etc. Oh. Plus, prompt termination of military policymakers who would expose American wives and daughters to rape or sexual harassment, torture, and enslavement, or sexual leveraging by the enemy in forward combat roles. In other words, remove all women from forward combat ro roles in the military. So they as all stay well back. as stop. Yeah, no gays, no commingling uh, for of people of different persuasions, uh, which is the whole don't ask, don't, don't tell. tell. Uh, so it's really kind of a disgusting little. So Michelle Bachman says the one that she signed did not have the thing about the African American families. I would like to see the one that she signed. That doesn't sound like. I too doubt much of a there request. is, is there? a different one. Yeah, yeah I, I think this like, is her. I know, but I would like. Oh, I think we should, we should insist on seeing that if she says they changed the pledge after I signed it. Should, right. People should be asking well, to see the original. Well, see, now, because of the outcry about this, they have actually removed that from this statement. Because uh, they haven't removed anything else, as far as I know. But that one they've removed. Um, so that's what I have to say. It's really a disgusting thing. These are the people that want to be our president. And if, for doing that, uh, they probably just shouldn't. Because yeah. uh, it's against... 
pretty much everything where we stand. So, um, Equal fortunately, rights, not, human rights. Fortunately, not everyone, all the Republican candidates are signing this. That's right. And I understand some some have come out against it. Yes, the former New Mexico governor, whose name escapes me, but he is actually starting to get a lot of talk as a Republican contender. He he was the first one who said, "I'm not going to sign this," and he flat out came out and said, because of support of all unions, he's but he's now being called the Rhino, you know, because he supports at least gay civil unions. And in addition, Mitt Romney has done the whole, oh, look, there's a controversy. I'll hide over here. <laughs> so one more thing to divide the Republican Party. Yeah. Oh, well, when Perry gets into the race, it'll all go away. You think Perry would sign this? After his oh, prayer meeting, yes. I'm sure. No, yeah. th- th- there is no question in my well, mind. Well, show me where to sign. That's probably he's waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but we'll talk about Perry later. Not Not on this podcast, but we've got... We're working on the whole Perry thing. Yeah. That's we'll do that before before his big prayer meeting. Here is the quote. Uh, Boxman spokesman stated that the presidential helpful only endorsed the candidate vow, not the preamble that included the slave passage. While Bachman stands behind the candidate vow, which makes absolutely no reference to slavery, Rep said, the congresswoman believes that slavery was horrible and the economic enslavement is also horrible. Well, we know where they stand. Yep. <clears throat> yep. All right. Well, that's that's what we have. That's what I have on that. Anybody else? No. Okay. Moving on then. Moving on. Question evolution. Oh, this is me again. Uh, we'll just kind of make this quick. <laughs> so, Conservapedia and a certain YouTube guy named Shock of God, uh, who's uh, claims to be an ex-atheist, uh, is trying to get this question evolution deal happening. In Texas, which is another creationist, you know, 15 questions about evolution that they want their uh, their supporters to ask their biology. They flat out say evolutionists cannot answer. Right. So there are 15 questions for evolutionists that they have. And the first one is, how did life originate? Okay. Evolution says nothing about that. Although I think the origin of life is going to be an evolutionary it, process. Well, it, it is. But it's just a matter of pushing the evolutionary process back. Right. Hard. And we talked about this last week with the $50,000 prize or fifteen thousand, whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah. we may have – I think I know a group that may be vying for that prize because there was some exciting right. news on that we might talk about next week. So then they have how did the DNA code originate? Uh, why is natural selection a principle recognized by creationists? Why is natural selection a principle recognized by creationists taught as evolution as if it explains the origins of the diversity of life? So it goes on this. Now, all of these have been answered. Uh, if you go on yeah. YouTube, you can... They're easy. To, most of them are pretty yeah, easy they're, to they're, answer. They're, they're real easy to answer. Uh, but the, the thing is that they want to these questions to be asked also in school. And first of all, the, the kids that are supposed to be asking them. Now, on college level, the kid... Uh, the student and the professor should know these answers. But on a high school or previous le- uh, level, that's really not part of the, the curriculum. The student doesn't have enough knowledge to even understand the answer to these. Well, except for, you know, how did the origin of life start? Not part of evolution. I mean, some of these are, are, are straightforward, but they, they won't understand the, the answer anyway. So to ask the question is foolish. 
I think. So I, it's it's quite disingenuous of them to 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 pull this out. Uh, however, there is an online campaign on YouTube, and I think that it's you know uh, getting out of cyberspace called uh, Question Gravity, which is mocking this. Uh, yes, because gravity is only a theory. It is only a theory. And in fact, we don't have a very good grasp. We have less of a grasp on how gravity works yeah. than we do on how evolution yeah, works. gravity is still kind of... We, we, know, we, we know its effects, and we're, we're right. quite detailed on its effects, but we don't really know how yeah, it works. See, Firstly, the, I think it's magnets. <laughs> <laughs> it's all... The, yeah, okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> Awkward silence, number three. So, yeah, I wish they'd use something besides gravity because gravity is. There are still a lot of unknowns. Their theories are provincial in, in gravity right now. I mean, right. Until we get a quantum understanding. But gravity. it's still kind of funny. It is funny. Because, and I think the whole point is because we can see how it works, which is why. We, yeah. Maybe we should question heliocentrism. Good point. That would oh, be a good there's one. there's a documentary being made about that. Yeah. <laughs> following in the footsteps of. Uh, expelled. expelled using the same tactics. Way to go! Oh, we <laughs> talked about this last week. Yes, we did. Yeah. Anyway. Are we ready for Poe's Corner? I think we might be. Possibly. In the corner. Uh, Gary is doing the Poe this week. He's going Gary to is our Poe. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read these out to you. If you guys want to um, sit read back them, and, I will. And enjoy. Yes. So we're going to do again something slightly different. Um, you're not going to have to guess the Poe, but what you have to do is guess whether it's crystal, magnet, or power band. Crystal, magnet, or power band. Yes. <clears throat> so, for example, here crystal, we go. Crystal, magnet, power or power band. band. So the first one, it immediately introduces those frequencies necessary to stabilize the electrical balance of your body and support an open ion exchange. Now, these were all culled from websites uh, explaining one of them. So is that from a crystal, a magnet, or a power band website? I um, am going to go magnet. Okay. And you said crystal? Yeah. Okay. Two, when your energy frequencies achieve a synchronized resonance, you can experience, experience a calming energy force comparable with that ex experienced by a person deep in meditation, which is a resonance equal to both Earth's magnetic field and deep space. Magnet. Magnet. Okay. It is important to keep it clean in order to protect it from outside negative vibrations. Power band. Um, I agree. I think that's power band. Power band. Okay. Outside negative. It's the now, word talent. Power band is what kind of technology? Isn't that? That's, that, that's hologra holographic. Holographic and psychotic or something. I think is what they call it. God. Okay. Okay. So you both think that's power band. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, they are used to cleanse the person from bad or negative energy believed to cause an illness. Crystal. Crystal. Oh, wow. You guys have been on these sites, <laughs> haven't you? Wow. 
Well, I had to write postcard a couple weeks ago. That's That's true. That sounds like Crystal. They are able to receive, store, and release thoughts, and actually they absorb our vibrations if we carry them around, regardless of whether we program them on purpose or not. Vibrations. See, I'm going to go with crystals again on that one. Magnets don't have vibrations. Do they talk about vibrations in magnets? Vibrations. Is that it's a word, word salad. It's word salad, Dave. Word salad. <laughs> um, they pick and choose a bunch of words and they throw them together in a blender. How many Because I've already guessed two crystals. You have guessed two crystals. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total. I'm going to say crystal again. Okay, both are crystals. All right. Vibration. I think when you say vibration, I'm going crystal. Oh, sorry. I only have seven. <laughs> no, power band has vibrations. Yes, they do. <sighs> Do you want to change your answer? Can you re-read re- that one again? They are able to receive, store, and release thoughts, and no, actually they absorb our vibrations power if we carry them. Do that. Okay, so you're going to say both crystals. It is mind-boggling to note that organs like brain emit a... Okay, this, this guy couldn't particularly write, but I found it quite humorous, <laughs> so I'm going to leave it. It is mind-boggling to note that organs like brain emit a peak magnetic field in the region of... Three comma zero zero comma zero 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 kilogauss. This is when the person sleeps. At normal hours, the value of magnetic field may differ. Well, you just said magnetic field. So I did say magnetic mag- field. Or are you trying to? I'm going to go power band just to be different. Okay. You with magnet? Yeah. Okay. It is said to have soothing effect on the cells, tissues, and nerves when applied to an affected part and cause. And cause to lessen the pain, stiffness, soreness, or swelling. Power band. Magnet. You say power band? I say magnet. Okay. Let me, okay, and, and you say power Okay, band. do you want to change your opinion again? All right. I'll stick with let me, let me Let me go through them then. Okay, so immediately... Although I've read those, all the power band claims, and I don't remember that one. So I'll, I will let you know that I did these kind of in order. Uh, the first three were all power band. Ah! The second two were crystals, and the next two were magnets. So, that means both of you missed the first one and the second one, because both of those were power bands. And here I'll give you a copy. So, it immediately introduces those frequencies necessary to stabilize the electrical balance of your body and support an open ion exchange. And power band. That's power band. When your energy frequencies achieve a synchronized resonance, blah, 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 equal to the Earth's electromagnetic field in deep space, it's power band. You, I never saw that on their website. And it is important to keep it clean. They still have this up? Yeah. They still have it up. And it's it's their new one. It's the Extreme Power Band, by the oh, way. It's not just Power okay. Band. So it's actually not That does the main sound state. extreme. Yes, it is very extreme. <laughs> so, so then the crystals, uh, apparently you can program crystals. You've got both of the yes. crystals right. You, you rub them in your hands yeah. so you can program them. And then... Um, Think happy thoughts. You, you were split yeah. on the next two, which were magnets. So... Uh, we tied? You tied, Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Dave. <laughs> it appears from the magnet, healingwithmagnets.com history, it appears that magnet was discovered several hundred years before Jesus Christ. One story of its discovery is very interesting. This is a story according to which a vast area called Magnesia in Asia Minor was enriched with black iron core, I, black iron ore composed of iron and oxygen. That's ferrosulfuric oxide. And he has that. I don't know why he even puts that there. The local inhabitants found the ore having powers of attraction and named it magnetite as it was first found in magnesia. That's actually true. So I thought I'd throw that out there. Even though it sounds crazy, and for some reason they decide to go with uh, 
several hundred years before Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's right. So there was a place called uh, Magnesia in Asia Minor. Is that where they get milk of? Milk of Magnesia. Yes, and apparently it's magnetic. Well, so congratulations, okay. you guys tied okay. on that. All right. I don't um, think we did too bad tonight, Dave. You didn't yeah. do too bad. Although, I, 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 I was, uh, I, like you, was rather surprised about the power bands. Yeah, because they were softening their claims after all the they problems they were supposed to be, having. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Um, lightning, round. lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Dave, tell us about what's new in Austrian drivers. <laughs> in what? With Austrian drivers. Austrian the drivers. The Pastifarianism. Oh, yeah. Well, well, one particular Austrian driver. What happened is Austria has, a, has a, a law that you cannot wear anything on your head when you get your driver's license uh, picture taken, unless it's a religious, except a religious exception. So this guy's been trying for years. He's an atheist. He's with the Church of Giants, sp- the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and he said, "I'm going to wear a, a colander, a metal colander, colander as my religious headgear." <laughs> First of all, it, it took him like three years to get this, and in the meantime, they made him take a uh, psychological evaluation <laughs> <laughs> to make sure would, that he was sane enough to drive. He passed the psychological evaluation. Austria decided, well, okay, and now this guy's got a driver's license with a colander on his head, and it's wonderful. I love this guy. And I, I hope that he drives around with it so that, you know, <laughs> but the other thing is that that colander will also uh, prevent the government from intercepting his brainwaves and making him do things he doesn't want. So this is good. This is a win. You know, the flying spaghetti monster, it, it, it can be a useful tool, can it? It's a very useful tool to... To mock certain beliefs. Yeah. What did it use? Now, how was it used before? About, oh, the teaching over evolution. Right. Where we said, well, if you're going to teach um, creationism, you have to teach uh, all uh, the pasta, other things. Pastafarian creation. Yeah. And with his noodly. And, and something about creation, you know, he was high, he was, he was drunk on wine or something, so creation was a little bit, you know, imperfect. <laughs> right. And that explains the imperfections. In Ding! The Yay! <laughs> Ding. Oh, yeah, we forgot about the, the man of the oh, half. Oh, shoot. Gary, can uh-huh. you tell us about the new rules for electric vehicles? Uh, the new proposed rules, absolutely. Apparently, electric cars are quiet, um, which I think we know because they don't really have an ing- uh, internal combustion engine, which, uh, therefore, they are quieter than yeah <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. specious argument anyway so so they're uh the national uh, transportation board the uh, nhtsa or whatever i got is yes, nhtsa oh woo-hoo! uh they are proposing to make uh have the electric cars make noise uh say a whooshing noise noise or something so that blind people specifically can hear them uh, approaching 
um, and of people who aren't paying attention would also hear them. Uh, however, they, they put out that there's a larger number of people are hit by electric cars than, than other cars. Mm -hmm. But I'm not quite certain where they get the statistics from because there aren't that many electric cars on the road right now. And also, a lot of people aren't expecting electric cars because they aren't popular. So they don't know to be listening for the tire sounds. So I think once people, once they become more endemic uh, in society, people will realize that they have to pay a little bit more attention when they're walking around and actually yeah, look. Yeah, that would be interesting. It would be nice to have a quieter I, world, I think it would be great. It? And I, I just don't know because I think – I don't know how much I rely on the sound, you know? Well, right. I mean, well, I, a lot of people really don't. Right, but it's also a white noise in today's society. So yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot more silent than the guy with a really loud. I think there will be more. There will be more people if they're silent, get hurt. But is what's the, is it worth the, the well, quietness? Right, I, I want the quiet. Moving on. So, what can you guys tell me about Arizona's lawmaker? Which one? <gasps> The one that pointed a gun at. <laughs> oh, oh, curse! What is her name? Yes. Lori Klein. Uh, Lori Klein was showing off her pink 38. Uh, it yes, it's a 38 Ruger. Pink 38 Ruger, and she was showing off her her laser pointer. Uh, sorry, not laser pointer. Uh, uh aiming thing. The, the laser. The pointer. laser. Yeah. Right. Which... Um, and she pointed it at a reporter's chest. Now, important fact in this story: the Ruger uh, 38. Has no safety. No safety. Has no safety. Um, Important level safety. Right. This and, is lesson one in gun safety. Uh, yeah, don't point it unless you expect to be uh, putting a hole in yeah, something. Somebody. And this is a big gun rights advocate. Yes. Uh, and the fact that she doesn't know that, and then she she laughed it off saying, oh, my hand or my finger wasn't on the, wasn't on the trigger. It's like, that's how accidents happen. A lot of times the finger isn't on the trigger and things just happen. Yeah. Um, I think she should be heavily chastised. Now, apparently, she also tried to bring the gun into the Senate. Uh, yes. Yeah, she, she's like, oh, I, well, I'm but, a, I have my concealed handgun license. Well, Arizona has very liberal concealed carry laws. Right, but uh, I, it's still... Yeah, kind does. of illegal to... Yeah, and that was like after What's-Her-Face... Lori Gif uh, yeah. Giffords. Giffords. Gabby Giffords. Yeah, yeah got, got shot. So, you know, people... Can we just start looking at the behavior of our elected officials and get rid of the ones that are morons? Really? Good point. I like that. Let's do that. I think it's a good idea. Dave. Yes, ma'am. There's a couple of sisters in New York who are suing. What are they suing about? <laughs> do we don't have anything pulled I up. I don't know. Cemetery. cemetery. Oh, uh, the cemetery. Did I read that oh, one? I, oh, yeah, I, I, I read it. Yeah, read you it. did. I read it. Um, not much there, but they. I guess, how long has this woman been dead? Their mother, their mother's been dead for some time, several mm. years. Um, like almost a decade, I want to say. And they regularly visit her grave and, and keep her up to date on, on what's happening in their lives. And somehow they found out, because they, they went. They, they went, went and it wasn't being taken care of. It was starting to get overgrown. They went to complain and said, and they told them, Wait, there's a man buried there. That's not your mother. That's not your mother. <laughs> now, so. now, I can understand a little bit because they paid for three plots. So in, on the business side, they paid for three plots because they want the mother and the two, the, 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 the two the sisters two on the side, right? Yeah. Uh, so they don't know where mom is. Yeah. However, 
I thought it was okay, and this may be a little bit heartless, but it doesn't change the fact that the mother is still dead, and so now they they're they're suing for like twenty five million dollars for wow. for a heartache, okay, I didn't mean you know, for mental for uh, distress, yeah. and it it's like. Okay, so yeah. you weren't at the that's right grave, so you think that all of your talking was going to yeah. somebody else? No, that's that's a lot of money. That's way too much. What I read is that they think they know where the, the mother is. Right. And But they want them the, the cemetery to dig up that grave to make sure. Right. And they say, well, what if we dig it up and it's not your mother and then we get sued? You have to pay if we get sued. And they're saying, no, it's your mistake. Right, it is so their mistake. Yeah. Right. I was looking at the other aspect of it. From the business yeah. aspect, they have a point. <laughs> From the praying to dead people thing, they don't. Yes, I know. What I like you... ding. Yeah, I know. I was waiting. <laughs> I was being polite here. What can you guys tell me about um, this Icelandic town that is apparently being overrun by elves? Yeah, elves are throwing rocks at them. Because they've done some construction work. With... They did a avalanche barrier. Without asking, getting the proper permits, whatever, from the from elves, the elves from the and elves. gnomes of the region. They didn't pray or yeah, make a so, sacrifice. So now they need to pray and, and... And sing. Right. And they've tried to get the government to do this, and they said, no, thank you. Right? <laughs> but there is going to be a private um, big ceremony to try to ask the elves forgiveness, even though they probably should have done this. They should have thought of this before. But somehow they're getting pelted with... Um, Rocks coming down the mountain. So they're Rocks and soil. They're blaming the elves. Yeah, and why not, you know? I, Don't they I, all I believe really... the elves over there? Oh, sure, every last one of them. Most of them, right? Yeah, I think that's where the Travelocity Gnome is from. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, that makes a perfect sense, yeah. Which is why you always see the Travelocity Gnome in sunny places. Yep. Yeah, on the beach. It's... It's odd. You know, I've heard a lot of them actually, actually believe in that. I don't know where anybody else in the world really well, thinks they're well, like a, 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 a large society, portion of the society. Because they do in, like, Germany and... Ireland. Yeah. And other other superstitious places. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just the idea of gnomes and elves just is funny. It is, isn't it? Uh, broad brush. Everybody's, everybody else is uh, Always after me superstitious. Jobs. We have our own particular superstitions here. <laughs> um, we had a little bit of odd sciency here going. What is this about the new spin on the Tibetan singing bowls? Yeah, they. I read this on uh, new no fizzorg.com, and there's a video up there. Uh, I'll post it on on the blog. Um, Apparently they will vibrate at uh, if you fill it with water. Okay, we know they vibrate. There's Tibetan uh, singing bowls, singing bowls. Yeah, um, but with mallets. They put mallets. Right. right so here. what they do is they they put water in it and they start to vibrate and it'll cause water to water droplets to sit on top of the water, uh, which is really kind of cool. But it's not just Tibetan singing bowls that will do this. It just has to do with the frequencies that you have. It's cool that vibrations will cause this, but they say they cause the water to levitate. And I see, I see. well, the pictures they have don't show levitation. What they show is a water droplet sitting on top of it, uh, not, not 
breaking through the surface tension and, and going back in. And then they show all, a whole bunch of water being shot up on the edges. No. It's not levitation. All it's doing is vibrating and creating a chaotic atmosphere yeah. around the edge they, where the vibrations are happening. Some scientific applications for this. Did they? Yes. I'm sorry, I don't have the story in front of me, but they actually <laughs> did. don't recall what it is. Uh, but this, but this whole phenomenon. So, oh well, so right, they, right. They, 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 well, they projected, that, like they always do. They project way into the future of what might happen. Well, you got just a couple of seconds. Actually, you don't. <laughs> anyway, we'll post it on the blog. Might be possible to separate liquids or mixed materials using vibrations of the container. Okay. Hey, there you go. Okay. Somebody want to tell me why separate a liquids. psychic nurse is in hot water and losing her job well you want to go okay sure this is a woman what state is it donna colorado okay she's in colorado she's a nurse and she's been caught first of all she claims to be psychic okay <laughs> she's a psychic nurse supposedly now she has been caught looking into patients records at their their uh the details of of the patients. Big ol' HIPAA violation there. Yeah, HIPAA violation. She goes, everybody does it. But the theory is <laughs> oh, well, that she right is then. using that information to um, to uh, basically pretend she's a psychic by knowing things about people that well, she Well, no, she says that know. she's looked it up for personal reasons, yeah, she says. such as a phone number for a friend that she had lost, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, she says. You know, she says she had legitimate purposes. She was looking up somebody. But I think what they've figured out is that she's going around to the patients and saying, oh, I see a person in your life, see this and that. And she's learned all this from their patient records that she's she can't even to. She can't even do cold reading properly. Of she course she's she ashamed of herself. Yeah, well. Well, besides the fact hot, that she's very, looking very, at people's very, records. Very, very hot reading. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, also claims so. that the supervisor has been looking for a way to fire her. After of course she is. Neil told her about a possible life-threatening condition, and the supervisor became angry. She admitted that she later accessed the database to see if the supervisor heeded her advice and sought treatment. Yes. Supposedly, you know, I read from that, she, she probably told the supervisor you have a disease and you need to check it out, right? And he didn't. Yeah. And she went to his records to see if she yeah. checked it out. Yes. Dumbass. <laughs> okay. And in our final story. Oh, no, sorry. Do, do, Never do. mind. Actually, that was our final story. Do, oh. Do, do. Okay. We are done with. Lightning round. Lightning round, thank you. Yeah, that kind of puts us at the end of the show. Hey, about an hour. Not too bad. Now, we, we do, we do. actually, you know, we could probably do five minutes or ten minutes more if you wanted to. We could. Because I have to really, cut... Really, Dad? I have, to, I have to cut out all that, that silliness with the, with the sound barrier inside. Y'all want to talk about marijuana? <laughs> sure, let's talk about marijuana, Dave. Dude, you know, have been man. itching the light up. Because Since you got here. the federal government, the U.S. federal government, has as just... As opposed to the French federal government? Yeah, for all you international listeners. <laughs> the United States government, federal, federal branch. The U.S. <laughs> Drug Enforcement Administration, to be specific, has ruled that marijuana has no accepted medical use and should remain... Uh, what a Schedule One drug in the category of heroin, illegal for all uses. Hmm. Okay. Now there had been a petition uh, to get that changed 
I think it was filed about six years ago. It's the third time that the petition's been filed. I think the first time it took them 12 years to come to a decision. This time it only took them six years. Um, but they did issue a report saying that basically marijuana is, there's a high um, risk of abuse uh, and so on and so on. It's too risky to be used under even under medical supervision, blah, 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 blah. I, know, I, I think time, that pretty much goes against all the science, does it not? Yeah, I, you know, it seems to be um, because actually another federal institute, the Institute of Medicine under the National Academy of Sciences, has issued another report. This was a while ago, saying very different. Um, that it that, does. That it has actually and one of the the primary has, uses is is for uh, chemotherapy patients. Yes, pain so relief, control of nausea, vomiting. Yeah and appetite stimulation. Now we have synthetic marijuana drugs that can help with those things. But also there's been, I, I don't know the quality of these studies, okay? So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna talk about some other studies that have found that it can kill breast cancer cells, fight liver cancer, reduce inflammation, antipsychotic effects, um, potentially stave off the development of Alzheimer's and reduce, reduce the progression of Huntington disease. Now. So it appears to be possibly more of a political decision than a medical decision. Sounds like it. Um, but the, on the pro side, and I'm just I'm saying this is on the good side because I think it should be legal. I think it should be legal, not just medically. I guess there's two different discussions here of whether it can be a controlled medical. Medical marijuana, yeah, I think, I and think, whether it should just be legalized. Oh, you know, I see what you're saying. Um, well, from what I know about the stuff, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be any worse than alcohol, or uh, like a combination of alcohol and smoking. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, alcohol does not reduce inflammation and and uh, fight liver cancer and such. Um, <clears throat> so it may be actually better. Um, but the, on the positive side, this allows, um, now that there's a decision, this allows us to go to uh, appeal in federal yeah. court. So now the courts are going to get this decision. and um, But they could also choose not to rule on it <laughs> because it may not it may not be a constitutional, since it's a medical. A constitutional thing. issue. Right. Now the courts upheld Sorry, the, the government's my, decision my in um, <laughs> like 1980. And then, like in 01, and this is going to be the third chance at the federal courts hmm. to make a decision on this. Interesting. So, we'll see. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck, marijuana. Good luck, marijuana users. I guess they'll, they'll have a new schoolhouse rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait. That's cocaine. So does anybody else have anything they want to talk uh, about? Yeah, I do. I went to a psychic fair. I went to a psychic, oh, uh, what is it, yes. Sunday? On Sunday. Uh, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> so it was, at, uh, it was at a bookstore, a rather small bookstore. Frankly, it was not particularly fair-like at all. Which, it was no fair, it was called thought. Unlimited Thoughts. Yeah, oh, okay. Which has a whole bunch of woo and... Yeah, um, you know, Stuff. I've looked at their the calendars. Soul. They've got all sorts of Oh, yeah, stuff. I looked at their calendar. Yeah. yeah that was kind of scary. It's all it's all tarot and crystals and, and that. It's yeah, it's kind of uh, a cool little book, the little quiet bookstore you go into. And, and I haven't been there. I used to be kind of be attracted to that kind of place. Yeah. You know, back in my younger days. 
So Back also, when you were but, living on the edge. Yeah. So, so tell me, I mean, what did you do? Well, we, we, we walked in and there were supposed to be free lectures, but they didn't look like they had any place set up for free lectures. Um, and really there were only two people, well, three people sitting down, four, one, two, three, four people. <laughs> feel a little bit like King Arthur for a moment. So there were four people sitting there behind stuff. And the first person that you meet wasn't even a wooey or psychic or anything like that. There, she was knitting, uh, she was knitting. <laughs> little cat sweaters? Yeah, effectively. A mittens, like little mitts and, yeah. and, and coasters and stuff like that. Just um, what we need in Texas, mittens. Yeah. And yeah, then, there's, there's that need. And then over on, on, on the left as you walked in, there was someone with a whole bunch of angel sculptures and angels and... Crosses. And crosses, and I think there was a crystals there as well, dragons. So it wasn't hardly really woo. It was more like the Dungeons and Dragons type woo. Yeah. And he, then he, there was some guy from India in the back. I know this because he said that he can get more silver stuff from India. And he had an Indian accent, and he looked Indian. <laughs> <laughs> so, But you're not all, jumping to conclusions. No, all, all evidence pointed to be, to be uh, Indian. And he was selling silver and uh, incense mm-hmm. and crosses. They all have like incense. That. That's what I like about those. Yeah. Things, so it was really like, and no one. Uh, I w- I went up to a couple of them and stood and looked, and none of them would talk to me. And I was. They I, knew, they knew that you, you were the were infidel. I, I. They knew you were the infidel. My, my, my friend Andre was with me. And he's uh, uh, from Trinidad. He's like uh-huh. a really muscle, yeah. muscly black guy uh, with dreads and stuff. And you'd think that he, they would approach, you know, kind of, maybe they were intimidated. But, so, I mean, because he went off and did, you know, went to, you know, his way and I went my way. And neither of us were approached. Were they doing it, readings at all? It, well, at the time we were in there, there was no sign saying there were readings. There was no sign saying when the next lecture was. And this is about an hour after it had supposedly started. Uh, so it was fairly lame. Uh, and no one would tell me anything about their product. They would just talk amongst themselves. They're like, I'll just put it in my pocket. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. So, I'm glad I didn't go. I, want, I was thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, you guys are you should be happy that you didn't go. But I understand that there's actually a, a, a larger psychic fair downtown coming up. And so we should go to that. I think in August they have the Mind, Body, Spirit, uh, or as okay. Skeptic Zone says, Mind, Body, Wallet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should go. So, we should go. We, go. we okay. should make it a we, we will have date. We will have at some point a good psychic fair uh, report. For all of you. Because this one sucked. Yeah. Sorry. Wasn't even a fair. <laughs> it was more like a small gathering? Not even a gathering. It was just... Come to our bookstore. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, just... independent agents selling their wares. Yeah. <laughs> Quietly. <laughs> Quietly. And uninterested in actually selling, selling their wares. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's what... That's that's my psychic repair report. <laughs> Next week, we'll have clouds, but no rain. Imagine that. <laughs> Here in Texas, no rain. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, does anybody have anything else? I don't I don't think I do. Donna? No? 
You know, Greg? Know. Greg, do you have anything else? You know, I know after I'm this, George you're going to hear this <laughs> nice... Um, He's riding the elevator up and down, up and down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay out of the elevator is great. Um, of course, y'all, y'all listeners are going to hear this nice little prologue with our, e- our, our email, our, our Twitter, our Facebook... Facebook, is that what you call it? <laughs> You're on pod, the Facebook. Our pod poster. iTunes, uh, pod poster. Uh, pod posters and apps. Please, please use the pod poster so Dave will get off of us. But we would <laughs> like... Dave will just get off. Seriously, we would like to get some feedback. We would like we would like to have a segment in the show with some listener feedback if we would get some. Uh, iTunes, we have one really good review in iTunes and if, if you're out there if, if you're the one that left that iTunes review Thank you, you rock you're great um, everybody else get on iTunes if, if, if you like the show and give us a good review we'd like to see and, and yep. email us you know tell us what you We're want us to talk about if there is something ask us, ask us some questions we'll try to answer them read your email and hey if you're in town maybe we'll get you on the podcast yeah we have enough microphones yep sure so, because, um, and, and Gary knows all about that, a face made for radio. That's right. So that's what I wanted to say. Awkward <laughs> no, silence, number five. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. Have, right. a, have a good day, evening, evening night, morning, somewhere. sleep. Something like that. <sighs> Drought. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Right. Yes. Now, strangely enough, they have answered these questions. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have them with me. Tell you what. We have the intranets. Yes, we do. The intertubes. Awkward silence for those playing in the home game. No, no. We're, we'll, we'll cut this part out. Evolution. Frequently asked question evolution. Creation.com question evolution. Nice. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 Question Evolution t-shirts. Ooh, I, I want one of those. <laughs> All right. Our exciting 15 questions. Uh, come on. Where's the 15 questions? <laughs> Darwin in the circle with the... <laughs> I like it. Wait That's a, a nice slick uh, pamphlet there. <clears throat> Where are the scientific breakthroughs due to evolution? No, but there's... Damn it. Where's page one? I ah, hit... there it is. Okay.